Lord, we bless thy holy name. We thank you for your love and your mercy and your kindness. We thank you for your beauty. We thank you, Father God, that you have exalted your name above all names in this earth and in the world to come in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that in the name of Jesus Christ, every knee shall bow down and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. We thank you, Father God, that you are our helping hand every time in the day of trouble. We bless the holy name for always being there for us, for always answering our prayers in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Good morning, saints. With you all in the name of Jesus Christ. Wow, well, I thank the Lord God Almighty. God is so beautiful. God is so loving. God is faithful. He's awesome. He's awesome. He's the God say that in your trouble I am with you. He's the God who says that call unto me and I will answer. Call unto me and I will deliver you. Call unto me and I will provide for you. Call unto me and I will deliver you from your trouble. Call unto me and I will show you my strength. Call unto me and I will show you that I am God. Call unto me when you are lonely and I will be your friend. Call unto me, I will show up and I will be there. That's what the Lord says. He says, call unto me and I will show up. Have you seen friends that... You know, it's not nice. Some people have friends and they have family and they go through trouble. They go through through things and nobody shows up for them. You know, how do you measure that people love you? You measure people that love you that when you go through things that somebody is there. That that person that you thought was your friend. That person that you thought that was your family or that person that you thought that they love you. That when you go through things that they are there for you. That they attend unto you. You know the Bible says that the poor man is not a man who does not have money. But it is a man that is alone. It is a man that when they are in trouble there is no one to help. That is poverty of the spirit. That is poverty of the soul that is poverty of even financially because you are all alone but we have a God that is not like that you know when you have the thing that comforts you when you have problems that there is somebody somebody came through for you that you were not alone when you were going through what you were going through so the Lord God Almighty say that when you call I will answer when you call me I will attend unto you what a blessing it is that every time when we call the Lord attend to us. It is a blessing. It is a privilege for you when you pray that you know that God has answered because there is a time where the Lord will hide himself. The word of God Almighty says that seek the Lord while he may be found. You need to seek him while he may be found because there will be a time where you seek him and you cannot find him, where you will cry unto me, to him and you will not hear him. But God Almighty, he's a God now today. He says that what a blessing it is for God when I call unto God for the Lord to answer me, to hearken to my cry. David said that I called unto the Lord and he inclined unto my prayer. He hearkened unto my cry. He hearkened unto my prayer. It is wonderful because this is a sign to show that God cares for us, that God is mindful for you. God, you are in, you are in God's heart. God is thinking about you that whenever you cry, whenever you call unto me, unto him, he attends to you. He answers your prayers. When nobody is there, when nobody is there for you, the Lord Jesus shows up. 
The Lord Jesus shows up. He says, draw unto me and I will draw near unto me. Call unto me and I will answer. He says that in your trouble, he was looking for a man that will stand in the gap. He was looking. He says that I was looking for a man that will call unto me. I wanted to heal you. I wanted to heal your land. But I was looking for someone that will stand on the gap, that will call on my name so that I could come on your behalf and answer because God doesn't just answer your trouble. God doesn't just answer your prayer. He needs someone that will call unto him. He needs someone that will acknowledge him and not just someone but someone that is saved. Someone that has a covenant with him. When you are saved, when you have a covenant with Yahweh, when you call unto him I tell you, he will come and answer. Even when you are in trouble, even when you are in trouble, in Nehemiah 9 verse 27, let me read it for you. These people, they were in trouble. They were given to oppression because of their disobedience. They disobeyed God. They turned their backs from God. They went and worshipped other gods. And the Lord gave them over to the other gods that they worship. And the Lord turned his back from them. But the Lord said that even when it's like that, even when it's like that, when he has given you to other God, when you have turned your heart from him, when you call unto him, he answers you. Mashata Kalabasinda. Let me look for it. It's Nehemiah. I think Nehemiah 9. Moshata Kalabasita Kalabashita Kalabasinda. Mashata Kalabashita Kalabasita Kalabashita Karabasita. Mashata Kalabasita Kerebeshita Karabasita. Mashata Kalabasita Kalabashita. Masita kirebeshita kalabasita. Mashata karabasita karabashita karabasita. Rabashita kelebesinta. Mashita kalabasita. I'm reading Nehemiah 9 verse 27. It's read thus. Shata kalabasinda. Therefore thou delivered them into the hand of their enemies. The Lord delivered them into their hands of their enemies. Who vexed them? And in the time of their trouble, when they cried unto thee, thou heard them from heaven, and according to their manifold mercies, thou gave them saviors who saved them out of the hand of their enemies. These people decided to turn away from God. They decided to just give God their backs. And the Lord said that, okay, you're giving me your back. I will give you over to those enemies, those things that you want to worship. You're choosing money over me. It is fine. I will give you over to money. I will let you go. Go and worship money and leave me alone. Because you see, money is better. You're choosing money over me. Okay, I will leave you with your money. And money does what it does. It just turns your heart and it makes your heart to become blind. And it makes your heart not to want God. It makes your heart to just be selfish and to turn away from men and do evil things to people. Because money, when it captures you, it makes your heart to be selfish. And that money, it closes your heart and it makes your mind dark. And it makes you to even lose reason. And then keeps you into captivity and when you are worse and bound in that in the in the captivity of money that's when a person remembers that oh god when money has now put you in trouble suppose like that the money that you put you in trouble it makes you to be so greedy that even you do illegal things to get more money now and down you are in trouble now you find yourself in the pit of prison or you are in trouble with your debtors or you are in trouble any trouble that money can put you through and now you remember God because you chose money as your idol you turned your back from God and now you remember God you call upon God 
And the Lord said that even in that case, because he is a father, he is a mother, God said that he has got many breasts. He is a mother, he's compassion, he's a compassionate and a loving God. He says, even in that situation, when you call unto him, he unto me, when you've turned your heart unto other gods, still I will answer, still I will attend unto you. When you call unto him with all your heart, the Lord, the word of God says that resist the devil, and the Lord will flee away from you. When the devil has captured you, when he has put you in his prison. You don't have to sit down and say that, oh, I'm already in the prison of the devil. I cannot run unto God. No, run unto God. Even when he has put, when you find yourself that you've put, or you put yourself in a trouble that you've made with your own hands, you still run unto God because the word of God says that in Nehemiah 9.27 he says that even when they were captivated by their captors, even when they turned their hearts unto me, when they called on me, the day when they remembered me, when they called unto me, when they were in trouble, I remembered I had, I showed up in their trouble. Their mother did not show up. Their debtors did not show up. The people that they spent money with did not show up. But Yahweh himself, he showed up. He showed up because he's a loving God. He's a caring God. He says that, he is a covenant keeping God in your trouble. When you go through trouble, when you go through the waters of Meribah, I will not forget you. I will not forsake you and say that you turned your heart from me. You chose idols. You did not seek me with all your heart. You seek to, to serve me with other idols. He says, I will still run unto you. I will cry unto you because his heart is thirsty for you. His heart is yearning for you. His heart is longing for you. There is a space in the heart of Yahweh. Just for you. There are billions of people in the world and there's been other worlds where there's billions and billions of people. But because you are made in the image of God, because you've got the spirit of Yahweh inside of you, that spirit of Yahweh inside of you, it is Yahweh crying for longing for closeness and for oneness with you, for longing for unity with you. He cannot leave his spirit because his spirit is himself and he cannot deny himself. If he forsake you and forget you, he's denying himself and God cannot forget himself. That's why God cannot forgive you. I mean, not forgive, not forgive you, but that's why God cannot forget you. He cannot forget you because you are him. You are made in his image. You, you and him are one. No matter what, even if you can try to hide yourself in hell, even if you can go there, if you go there with yourself, you hide yourself, you decide to sit there. Still in hell, he will still go after you and seek him for you because you are made. You've got his spirit inside of him because he is a God of love. He loves you. What a wonderful God that we serve. What a loving God that we serve that we go, when we go in trouble, when we are in trouble and we cry out and we say, Yahweh, he attend unto us. When we call unto him, he attend to us. He doesn't say, I am busy. He doesn't say that the angels are keeping me busy. He doesn't say that hey, the work in Iraq is keeping me busy. No, he attend to you when you call unto him and say that I am in trouble. He comes unto you because he cannot deny himself. The Lord did the same. He says, did the same for, Eze in, in, for King Ezekiel. When I read the book of Isaiah 38, there's a king in Isaiah 38, King Ezekiah, this king, he was working with God Almighty, but he got himself in trouble. 
He got himself in trouble because the Lord God Almighty gave him victory. And now since he was a king, he went and boasted to other kings. He went and boasted to other kings and he tried to he started showing them his wealth in the temple. You know, sometimes boasting is not nice because whatever that we receive from God, it is by grace. The word of God says that if love does not boast, why do we have to boast for other people? Because when God has given us the things that we've given us by grace, we did not end it. We did not get it by our efforts but we got it from grace for God. So there is no, we do not have right to boast for other people. Now has a day he comes. He goes to the uh, uh, to other kings and then he goes he boasts to Sanekarib, the king of Sanekarib and he try. He goes and shows him all his treasures in his in the temple. And the Lord said, what did you do? Who authorized you to go and put foreign kings inside of my temple and show them the world, my world? This foreign, he did not, Hezekiah was thinking that he's trying to get himself to be approved to Sanekarib. He was trying to show himself that he's trying to, to get himself that he, he's, he's scoring goals with, his, with Sanekarib now to show him that he's worthy, that he's got it, it's all that, that he needs to be respected now. You know the human nature. Now he's showing him his world. He said that if he can see the world that I have now, he will respect me. And now only he did not know what was in the heart of Sanekarib. Because some people, when you boast for them, they want to, they do not just envy what you have, but they want to take away that which you want you have and give it and take it for themselves. When say Sanekarib looked at all the wealth of that Hezekiah was showing him. He was like, what? I am going to attack him and take it out from him. He cannot have this more than me. I want it for myself. That's how it works. And the Lord saw it. And the Lord said, that, what did you do? The very person that you brought into the temple without my authority will take that which you are boasting to him, show him to him your wealth. He will take it away from me. And it happened like that. And King Hezekiah, read Isaiah 38, he found himself in trouble. And when he was in his trouble, because the Seneca River was stronger than him, he came with his army. He came to attack Hezekiah. He wanted to take his kingdom. He wanted to take his wealth in the church and take it and amass it for himself. Because that is the human nature. Human nature, when that's why they say that when you are wealthy, that's when you watch your spot, that's when you pray the more to keep your wealth because others want to take your wealth from you. It is exactly what is happening here. Sanekarib came to attack Hezekiah and he said that I want to take it from you and the Lord the, and, and what happened is uh, when Hezekiah was in trouble when he got sick as well the Lord he called unto the Lord let me read it for you Isaiah 38 verse 5 it says go and say unto Hezekiah that's after Hezekiah called unto the Lord let me first write from, from verse 5 it says in those days was Hezekiah sick unto death? That is after Seneca River had uh, attacked him. And the Lord punished Hezekiah and he became sick. And then in those days, Hezekiah was sick unto death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, came unto him and said unto him, Thus said the Lord, Set things, set thy house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. This is if you read, you must read Hezekiah to get the whole story. Verse 30, uh, uh, chapter 37 and 38. Now Hezekiah was about to die after he was fought with Hezekiah, with Sanikarib. And now the Lord sent the prophet Isaiah unto him, say that, set your house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Then Hezekiah turned his face towards the wall and prayed unto God. He remembered his God. 
He did not stay in his pride and say that, okay, the prophet has already given me doom. The prophet already has told me that I will die if I don't set my heart in order. But he had a heart. I like the meek, humble of Ezekiah. He listened to the prophet and he decided to pray unto God. He didn't say that God will not listen unto me, but he prayed unto God. He seek the face of God. Then Ezekiah turned his face towards the wall and prayed unto the Lord. And said, remember now, O Lord, I beseech thee, how I've walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart, and have done that which is good in thy sight, and Hezekiah wept bitterly. Then came the word of the Lord unto Isaiah, saying, the Lord is a compassionate God. He heard the prayer of Isaiah, Hezekiah, when he prayed. Go and say to Hezekiah, thus said the Lord, the God of David, thy father, I've heard thy prayer, I've seen thy tears, behold, I will add unto to the days and to thy days 15 years the lord after the lord punished hezekiah with sickness Hezekiah went back to the very same God that punished him with sickness and he cried unto him and the Lord added 15 years again to his life. He increased his life spent. This is the Lord that I serve that when I'm in trouble, I call unto him and he hear. It does not matter any, any type of trouble. There is no prayer that the Lord answers when you, when, that the Lord cannot answer. When you are in trouble, who shows up? When you go through your things, who shows up? Up for you when you go through things that you cannot even tell your human soul who shows up for you the lord said that call unto me i will incline unto you i will incline my ear unto you when people cannot even understand matata akaho when people cannot even hear what you say when you cannot even relate to a human soul what you're going through or what you say you there is one that you can call there is yahweh and i tell you he will show up and when he show up he will not just show up to listen and hear but he will show up with a solution and he will fix it permanently as he did for Isaiah, he as a girl, he fixed it for 13 years and added and blessed him. The Lord, when he shows up in your prayers, when he answers your prayers, he comes with a blessing. He comes with a blessing. He comes with a blessing. The word of God in first John, hallelujah, in first John 1, 11, Mashata Kelebe Sita Kalabashita, Mashata Kerebe Sita Kalabashita Kalabashita, Mashata Kalabashita Kalabashita Kerebe Sita. Because sometimes people, when they go through things, Moshata Kalabashita Kalabashita, Mashata Kalabashita Kalabashita. It becomes hard for them to call unto the Lord God Almighty. Some people, when they have not, you know, it is good for you to call on God Almighty so that you have an experience, you have a, a, a testimony, and to say that this God is real. I've seen him, he has answered me, he has done this and that for me. Because sometimes when Satan comes and attack, for you, attack you, some people that gives into Satan, to the tricks of Satan, it's because they have not experienced God. They have never called on God. The reason, the exercise of you calling God and seeing God attending and showing up for you in trouble, it is for you, you have a testimony that when the devil shows up, you turn, but God... This is the testimony I have of God. God has done this, da 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 da. If you read in John eleven, John one eleven, it says, "Beloved, follow not that which is evil." John is advising the beloved not to follow that to follow that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, but he that doeth evil hath not seen God. Do you see what God is saying here? 
People that do evil, they, have, they don't have a testimony of God. They have not seen God. They have not seen God attending to their prayers. And God, how could God attend to their prayers if they have not called him? He says that, how can they believe unto us unless if somebody call, call, uh, uh, testify to them? And how can somebody testify to them unless if they call unto God? And how can call God, how can God answer them if they have not called unto him? Your God can only attend to you if you call unto him and how can you resist evil how can you say no unto evil unless if you've seen God attending to you John says it he says that he that doeth evil is of God but he that doeth evil had not seen I mean let me rephrase my question he says that he that doeth good is of God but he that doeth evil had not seen God you have not seen God because you have never called God. Child of God, today I admonish you, call God that you may see God so that you must have a testimony against evil. Because how would you contend for your faith? When the day of evil come to you, how would you attend or, or contend for your faith? The word of God says that you must contend for your faith. It admonishes that we must contend for, uh, for our faith against the day of evil. Because when you have a testimony that God, when you call unto him, he answer you, you will be able to contend you for your faith and you will call unto God. It says here, Kalabasita. I'm reading Jude 1 verse 3. It says, Beloved, when I give all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and to exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which we once delivered unto the saints. You need to contend for your faith. You need to contend for your faith because your faith will be tested. Your belief when the day of evil comes that when your faith, when the devil comes, when he comes to attack you, he does not attack, he attacks where you're going. He attacks the anointing that is inside of you. He attacks the call, the call of God in, that is inside of you. But now if you are a believer that is not used to calling of God, who don't have a testimony and a witness of God attending to your prayer and God answering to your prayer and God attending to you when you're calling him in trouble, when you are alone, Alone, God hearkening unto you. How would you contend for your faith? Because Satan, when he comes, he comes after the righteousness of God inside of you. He comes after the call of God inside of you. He does not want you to know who you are in Christ of Jesus. He does not want you to reach that point. Because once you can know the power that is God inside of you, once you can know the ability of the gift, that you, the measure of the gift of the power of Christ that he has given you, the measure of the gift and the calling and the power that God has imparted inside of you, once you know who you are, nobody can stop you once you know the measure of the power and the calling and the gift that is inside of you once you know the word of God says that a man that knows himself cannot be stopped it's unstoppable once you know who you are in Christ Jesus Satan is after you knowing who you are he does not want you to know who you are because he knows who you are. He was there when God put the seed, the bread, his bread inside of you. He knows the type of caliber of the man that you are. He was there before you were put in, the, in your mother's womb. He was there when God called you before you were in your mother's womb and called you by name and said that I'm going to put the seed inside of your father and your mother and I want you to do for this, for this and that for me on the earth and you're going to forget by the time you enter in your mother's womb but you will live your life on earth. He was there, he saw that. He knows who you are and he does not want you to realize, to come to the relation, to know who you are in Christ Jesus. But it's for you to know. 
It is for you to know. How do you know? You call unto God. You call unto God and the spirit of the living God will reveal unto you who you are. The challenges that you're going through, the problems that you're going through, they are the key to show you the type of person of the caliber that you are. The test that is giving you, those are the key to show you the type of the caliber, the anointing that you carry, the trouble. The word of God says that the Lord Jesus, in the suffering that he went through, he learned obedience in that suffering, what Satan was tempting him through, the suffering that he was putting him through. He learned obedience and it was the key for him to say that, aha, I'm this type of person. I'm called to deliver people from this. I'm called to deal with these challenges. I have power over this challenge. I can overcome it. I have victory over it. Your suffering and your trouble, it is a sign to show you that you have an anointing and a power over it and you shall overcome it. You are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. When you go through trouble, it is not a time for you now to think with your mind and say that, how do I get out of this? It is time for you to call your maker. It is time for you to call Yahweh and he will come through for you. He will come through for you because he want to, he want to, to prove himself to you. He says, test me. Even if your sins can be red as crimson. I will wash them and make them white as snow. He said, call unto me and I will answer. He says unto me, call unto me and I will tell you great and wonderful things. Things that are too wonderful for your ear to hear. When you are in trouble, who do you call? Do not call your friend. Call unto Yahweh. When you are in trouble, who attends unto you? It should not be the TV. It should not be Netflix. It should be Jesus Christ. It should be Yahweh that attends unto you because he wants to be there. He delights proving himself to you that he loves you. He delights for him to, for you to know that he loves you. He delights for you to know that he cares for you. He delights it when you have good thoughts of him, people. That's our God. He delights it. He likes it when he knows that we're sitting and we're thinking, oh, he's a good God. He has done this for me. Oh, he answers my prayers. Oh, he fights for me. Oh, he heals for me. Oh, he is real. He delights it when we have those kind of thoughts for him because he says that he wants us to praise him. He says, when you're sitting in your bed, I want you to think good thoughts of me. When you're sitting on your pillow, I want you to imagine good thoughts of me. He says that he wants us always, when you greet your friends, you tell them of all the good things that he has done for you that's what your way we want us to have praises in our mouths on our lips of him we should be praising him all the time that's a love relationship that we have with your way that's how it should be every day but we deny ourselves the privilege because we do not call unto him we want to figure things on ourselves. it shouldn't be there like that we should call your way at all time in every problem He's got an answer. He's got the key. If he does not answer you today, go back tomorrow again because there's a reason that why he's not answering you today. He's teaching you something. He's training you because he wants you to teach others. He wants you to teach others because your breakthrough is not about only you, but it's about a nation. Inside of you, there is a nation. There is people that you must help. The trouble that you're going through, it is not about you, but it's about the nation that is inside of you. And the Lord wants you to reach multitudes. May God bless you, child of God. May the Lord bless you and prosper you and keep you as you love him, as you run after him, as you seek unto him, as you call him all the time. Shalom.